This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. House lawmakers have approved the state's $12.6 billion budget for the two-year period beginning in June of 2021 with hundreds of millions of dollars in budget cuts. The House advanced the budget on a party-line vote 67 to 33 and now heads to the Republican-led Senate. Republicans rejected several amendments by Democrats seeking to restore funding for social services that Republicans want to cut, including money for school-based mental health counseling, school meals, child care programs, and the state's expanded Medicaid program. The amendments would have restored $30 million in a state budget of $12.6 billion. The two-year budget would leave Montana with a funding balance and reserve funds totaling around $450 million. Last week, Democratic Representative Rinalia Whiteman-Pena from Lame Deer lost her grandson to suicide. On Monday, lawmakers observed a moment of silence during a hearing on the state's budget But then Republican legislators overwhelmingly voted against an amendment to add a million dollars for the state's suicide prevention program. Quote, you cannot put a dollar amount on a life, said Representative Pena. She's a member of the Northern Cheyenne tribe amid tears as she shared that her grandson had killed himself on Friday. The suicide rate in Montana ranks as third highest in the U.S., second only to Wyoming and Alaska, according to the most recent figures collected by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Representative Kathy Kelker, the Democrat who brought the amendment, said the funding would go towards research-based methods that are proven to reduce suicide rates. But Representative Matt Regeer, the Republican who helped write the state health department's budget, said there is no effective way to track the efficacy of myriad suicide prevention methods already used in the state. In 2020, the Montana Republican Party paid $100,000 to gather signatures to qualify the Green Party of Montana for the primary ballot. The Montana Supreme Court threw out many of those signatures after those who signed found out that the signature gathering had been funded by the GOP. Now, a bill supported by the Republican Secretary of State would allow an individual voter to petition for small parties to be put on the ballot. Quote, this bill does nothing less than legalize voter fraud. That's according to Mike Malloy, an attorney for the Montana Democratic Party, It lets anyone qualify a minority party for the ballot, regardless of whether they have any connection to that party. Its sole purpose is to do an end run around the Supreme Court decision. The bill passed the Senate 30 to 19, a party line vote. One Republican was absent. It has passed a House committee 11 to 8 and has gone to the full House. Officials at Yellowstone National Park are seeking public comment as they consider replacing the park's aging telecommunication system with an underground fiber optic line. 
Public comment, which will be accepted through April 21st, is expected to analyze whether to grant New Jersey-based Diamond Communications a permit to use the park's right-of-way to bury the cable. The Billings Gazette reports that the installation would cause temporary traffic delays extending from April to November for three years. The park currently relies on large, outdated microwave antennas built on the mountaintops to send signals across the park, officials said. The communication links have been at capacity since 2009. Park officials are now proposing building an underground fiber optic line with 187 miles of cables, connecting developed areas and administration offices. The proposal would not expand cellular phone coverage areas in the park, but would improve coverage quality in existing developed areas for such things as 911 and other emergency calls. No new cellular towers would be installed under this process. The park will make the final decision on the proposal following the public comment period. Governor's Cup officials on Tuesday announced the race will return to Helena on June 12th, but there would be some changes to the annual event. Caps on the number of participants in each race are intended to keep the races safe after last year's run was canceled because of COVID-19. Changes include the marathon, just over 26 miles, will be capped at 375 runners. Start time at 6 a.m., The half marathon, just over 13 miles, will be capped at 375 runners. Start time is 7 a.m. Race caps may be adjusted, and the race could start in two smaller waves, depending on local health restrictions. The 5K run, that's just over 3 miles, will be capped at 1,200 runners with three waves of 400. Start times at 9.30, 10 o'clock, and 10.30. The 10K, Marathon Relay, Mile Fun Run, and Kids Marathon Final Mile will not be held in 2021, nor will the Kids Marathon Training Program be held. Virtual options remain for the 5K, 10K, Half Marathon, and Marathon. Spectators will be discouraged at the start or finish lines, and there will not be an awards ceremony. Runners will be asked to wear masks, and all race officials and volunteers will wear masks all the time. Runners will not need to wear their mask after they start their race, but will be asked to put the mask back on when they cross the finish line. U.S. Senator Steve Daines has introduced a bill to grant banks permission to provide services to cannabis businesses just in time to allow wider participation in Montana's upcoming recreational marijuana market. As marijuana remains illegal at the federal level, banks are prohibited by federal law from providing cannabis companies with any financial services, including bank accounts, credit cards, and business loans. That means the businesses are cash only, which can lead to additional accounting costs and security issues. The Secure and Fair Enforcement Banking Act first passed the House in 2019, but stalled in the then-GOP-controlled Senate. It never received a vote. Last November, Montana and four other states passed legislation 
calling for the legalization of marijuana, and that has increased the pressure for this bill. Danes announced in a press release Tuesday morning he would co-sponsor the bill with Senator Jeff Merkley, a Democrat from Oregon. In the release, the Montana Independent Bankers Association and the Montana Credit Union Network hailed the act as a safety net for businesses who would now be able to secure accounts. According to Danes, this will help increase public safety, reduce crime, support Montana small businesses, create jobs, and boost local economies. A win-win for all. Back in November, 57% of Montana voters approved legalizing pot. 14 states now have legalized cannabis. Another 16 have decriminalized it. 33 states have enacted medical marijuana laws. The federal legislation would provide legal protections against criminal prosecution for banks that provide services to fully licensed cannabis businesses. Representative Mike Hopkins, the Missoula Republican who will carry the bill in the Montana legislature, said Tuesday federal legislation would help the industry develop a healthy business landscape. The Montana Lodging and Hospital Association is pushing back against opposition to a bill intended to apply the same rules on tax collections for all travel partners, including national platforms like Airbnb and Expedia. Last week, the Travel Technology Association voiced opposition to Senate Bill 52, saying it would place new taxes on online travel agencies, including Orbitz, Expedia, Priceline, and Travelocity. But Whitney Bergman, board chairman of the Missoula Tourism Business Improvement District and a representative of Destination Montana, and of the Montana Lodging and Hospitality Association, said the Technology Association was misrepresenting the bill. Quote, it isn't a new tax, but rather an update of language that initially written before the digital age, she said. It requires an update, the lodging tax language, to make it clear that it's applicable to anyone selling lodging rooms in Montana. The large platforms have been able to occasionally skirt that by virtue of language that was written in the 90s without them in mind. The bill sailed through the representative House and Senate committees this month and is set for a final preparation. Once signed into law, the measure will revise the state's lodging facility use tax and Montana's sales tax on lodging and car rentals. It would also require all platform agents to collect and remit the tax to the state, including digital travel agencies. Many travelers book trips through online agents like Travelocity and Expedia, making them responsible for hundreds of thousands of bookings in Montana each year. Steve Schur, president of Travel Technology Association, believes the measure will tax those agents' fees, thus making Montana more expensive as a destination. Quote, new taxes, increased travel costs will deter visitors and make Montana residents travel to other states. That's what Schur said. Bergman disagreed, saying the association's description of the measure as a new tax is misleading. 
The tax has been in place for decades, she said. The new bill just modernizes the language and applies it evenly to all travel groups. State Representative Jimmy Patelis may soon use his old number 43 Montana Tech football jersey on the Montana House floor to pose a question. Quote, you know how many people would have bought this back when I was playing? The Billings Republican then joked about the answer. I guarantee you there would have been lots of girls that bought this in the day and still might have this in their hope chests. Student athletes and their ability to earn income from their personas are the focus of SB 248, part of a wave of similar laws being proposed around the country. Quote, I have a Hall of Fame ring and a crooked finger on it to show for all the work, said Patelis. He played on a football scholarship. On the other hand, he says, so to speak, I was eating mac and cheese and struggling. The bill passed 45 to 5 in the Senate on February 2nd and was heard in the House Education Committee. The committee did not take immediate action, but the bill has bipartisan support and is expected to make its way to the House floor. According to Sports Illustrated, the NCAA topped $1 billion in revenue in 2017 for the first time, pulling in $1.1 billion. Most of that comes from the Division I Men's Basketball Championship. The new owner of the 26,000-square-foot mansion dubbed the Castle on Billings' far west end is a couple who once owned a mobile home park in Billings Heights. Jock and Kathy Klaus bought the mansion for $7.5 million, according to U.S. District Court documents. The deal closed Friday and was announced on Facebook by the real estate agency managing the sale. The home had been offered at $11.5 million. The Klauses sold their mobile home park last year to a Utah-based real estate investment firm that specializes in purchasing mobile home parks. That firm, Haven Park, has been repeatedly criticized by some who live on its properties for quickly raising lot rents and adding fees. The mansion was built by Larry Price Jr., a Signal Peak Energy Mine executive convicted of financial fraud after stealing tens of millions of dollars from investors. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. The podcast has listeners in 32 states and provinces in now 21 countries. Again, welcome to those of you in the Dominican Republic. We're heard on six continents. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KEMRDB in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.